Welcome to On the House, a podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. On the House is brought to you by the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, otherwise known as TSHAC, a nonprofit that provides down payment assistance to help make home buying easier and more affordable. I'm Janelle Levesque. And I'm Sarah Eleanor. And I'm Frank Duplichan. And, and together, together, we make up the home ownership team at TSHAC and your host for the On the House podcast. Hello, and welcome back to On the House, TSHAC's podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. My name is Frank Duplichan, and I'm the Senior Business Development Specialist here at TSHAC and your host for today's podcast. If you're not familiar with TSHAC and you're joining us for the first time, we are a statewide nonprofit that works to create and expand affordable housing opportunities in Texas. We offer a variety of programs, including mortgage loans, down payment assistance, and tax credit for home buyers, bond financing, and loans for developers, and grants and training opportunities for local housing counselors and nonprofits. We launched our On the House podcast in 2020 to provide educational information about the home buying process, but also to spotlight the important work of our nonprofit partners and what they're doing in communities throughout the state. Today, we are so fortunate to be joined by Kathy Payton, President and CEO of Fifth Ward Community Redevelopment Corporation. And in this role, she oversees the implementation of the comprehensive community revitalization of Houston's historic Fifth Ward. Say that five times. Kathy is an icon in the nonprofit housing community, both in Houston and throughout Texas. And we're very, very thankful she has agreed to join us today. Uh, why don't we start by introducing yourself and sharing a bit about Fifth Ward CRC. Sure. I am Kathy Flanagan, President, Kathy Flanagan Payton, President and CEO of Fifth Ward Community Redevelopment Corporation, located in Houston's historic Fifth Ward. And Fifth Ward is a 35-year-old organization that was founded on the premise of improving the quality of life for the residents here in Fifth Ward and in Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. Uh, and for those of you unfamiliar with Houston, you know, I have family in Houston, but Fifth Ward is one of the most historic neighborhoods in the city. So for our listeners, will you please provide a quick history lesson, Fifth Ward, and what makes this community so unique? Well, I will tell you what makes it really unique is the fact that I am a native daughter who has the privilege of serving this community. And I'm even a New Year's baby and was born right here in wow. Fifth Ward. So all else is relative. But to the point that you're asking about, I will share that Houston's historic Fifth Ward uh, was is a very popular neighborhood here in Houston. And it was at one time the economic hub and the entertainment hub for Black Houstonians. So it is home to many of our legendary political leaders. Some of your listeners may recall the uh, Barbara Jordan, uh, Mickey Leland, who all are from Houston's historic Fifth Ward. We also have the privilege of allowing George Foreman to call this place home. And many of you also may be familiar with Dr. Ruth Simmons, who is also oh, yeah. a native of Fifth Ward. And so we're proud to call these native sons and daughters hours here in the fifth ward. And so we have bought about comprehensive redevelopment to this community. But one thing is critically important for us, and that is to preserve this rich history and our legacy. Oh, wow. Look at me learning something today. Okay. I wasn't expecting to, to learn that. I definitely didn't know about uh, George Foreman being in fifth ward as well. That's yes. awesome. 
It's yeah. awesome. Um, so, you know, here at T-Shack, we're, we're proud of the work we're doing towards home ownership and building equity in, in communities. And I'd like to take this opportunity to spotlight the work that our partners are doing. So will you please share some highlights on the programs that you offer? Sure. As we talked about the uh, economic mobility around the country and particularly here in Houston, it's in- critically important for us to ensure that we employ programs that will help build wealth and assets and close some of the gaps and barriers that low and moderate income families, as well as our black and brown community, experience in experience in accessing home ownership opportunities. So as of late, we're participating in a program with a number of partners here in Houston through the Housing Collaborative, Houston mm-hmm. House, Harris County Housing Collaborative, that focuses on increasing home ownership opportunities for BIPOC families. And through that, we are implementing several programs, one of which I'm really excited about, and it's the Young Professionals Home Ownership uh, mm-hmm. program, one in which we encourage home ownership much earlier in life and allow our young people to take advantage and begin to build wealth and assets as they enter their careers or even as early as when they're entering uh, college so that it is an investment for them and not the burden that people typically talk about. In addition to that, we're also introducing financial coaching and financial uh, classes for our young learners. We want to have people be able to take advantage and understand the importance of savings and preserving their credit and building credit at an earlier age. All too often, our families are plagued by poor credit history or too much debt and increasing student loans and all of those type of things that make home ownership out of reach for them. But if we can train and educate and influence our uh, younger audiences to understand and recognize the importance of savings, hopefully it would encourage them to come out of school or go into adulthood with a lot less debt, a lot better spending habits. So we're excited about that. And then lastly, one program that we are really excited about is an equity builder program. And this is modeled after the lease purchase programs where we will allow families to uh, occupy and rent homes. And at the same time as they're paying their rent, they're actually building equity for this house to be transitioned to them through ownership in an equity builder program. And so when you think about the barriers that families encounter relative to their ability to buy a home, it's not necessarily always about the income as much as it is about their individual capacity, which largely focus on their credit, their down payment, different things that they have going on with them personally, but they still want to achieve the dream. So it's really about us helping them overcome their obstacles. Wow. I I really wish we had a couple of days so that I could ask you about each one of these things individually. Um, You're really expanding on some of the things that that mean a lot to us here at T-Shack. And we know that that you guys at Fifth Ward have been working in this space since the organization's inception. So with all of what you guys have going on, can can you share some a couple of your successes in some of these areas? Well, I think the the greatest success is that we're uh, enjoying the fruits of our labor through uh, a balanced neighborhood and a balanced community that is growing economically and growing with economic integration. 
Uh, the other thing is that we're seeing an increase in our home ownership rates among the people that we serve because we are looking at and making sure that we provide opportunities for those who are less fortunate or those who have been left behind over our 35 year history. We have placed thousands of people in homes as well as we've made needed repairs so that families who are not positioned to be able to take advantage of home ownership, they're able to even preserve the home that they're actually living in. When you think about the impact on community, our community is even more physically attractive. And, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly, uh, fortunately for some and unfortunately for others, is also has allowed us to attract private investment and private development mm -hmm. into Houston's Fifth Ward. And so given the fact that we're so close and we border downtown Houston, this is a real opportunity for us to continue to grow grow, but we want to make sure that we balance that growth and make sure that our legacy residents still have an opportunity to take advantage of affordable housing programs. And housing is just one of the things that we do. Right. As a comprehensive organization, we focus on uh, economic development by working with our small businesses, providing technical assistance to them, working with our partner institutions to provide some micro grants and repairs when necessary. I don't know if you've heard, but during COVID, we were named as Houston's first African-American cultural arts district. So mm -hmm. we celebrate the rich history and culture of this community. And we do that through a number of disciplines relative to the arts. And we even have a deluxe kids program where our kids here in Fifth Ward are learning violin. So, so we're doing a little bit of it all. Our home ownership promotion and preservation, as you well know, teaches and educates consumers about understanding what it means to be uh, a mortgage uh, holder, what it means to have quality rental housing, what it means to be treated fairly and all of those good things. So we're we're busy here in Fifth Ward. We're doing the most, but we're doing it for the people and we're not doing it to the people. So the ultimate program is to, one, to continue to build and engage community and the people who we're doing this for so that we can be their voice and be we can be responsive to their needs. You know, that's, oh man, you said so much, uh, so many amazing things. Uh, something that, that kept coming to mind as you were speaking is, is the first time I heard, you know, people don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and education is always the first step and really getting people ready to make that next move. And I hear that in everything you're saying, you're saying, and I really do appreciate that. Um, and as a follow-up, some people may know regarding that topic that T-Shack and Fifth Ward have been working together as part of the Harris County Home Ownership Collaborative, which right. is a Houston-based collaborative founded with the mission of creating 5,000 new BIPOC home buyers by 2025. So can you please share some of your ongoing work as well as any new initiatives you're planning for this project? Well, I'm excited that uh, we met our first year goals for sure. So hats off to you guys as well for being a great partner in Thanks. this endeavor. I do want to make note that it's not just about the qualitative impact that we're having on community, quantitative impact that we're having on our BIPOC homeowners, but it's the qualitative impact as well. And so we tend to measure widgets and talk about the number of homeowners, but really what we're trying to do is uh, communi communicate and articulate the inequities that people have experienced. So making the home buyer process more equitable, uh, creating access to improved capital, uh, making sure that our families are welcomed in neighborhoods and in community, 
and again, supporting them at a much earlier age. Uh, the one thing that I can appreciate by my own personal background is that my family instilled in home ownership in us at a very young age. And so, you know, we tend to think that we buy a home, it'll be the only one that we have. But real estate is really a lucrative business if it's treated right. Mm -hmm. And so, again, as a way of making sure that our families are able to build wealth and build assets, we're introducing the programs like we talked about, the Equity Builder Program, our Young Professionals Program. You know, many of us who send our kids off to college, the first thing we do relative to housing is look for a dorm or an apartment to rent. Why not change that perspective and look for a house to buy, you know, and help our young people begin willing, building wealth and building assets at an early age, which will allow them to be that much more competitive in society and level the playing field. So we're excited about all these programs, including our financial cohorts, where we take individuals through a, a very rigorous six months of learning, training, education, and discipline and reward them with a matching program. So if they're able to save money, then we want to provide match up to certain dollar amounts. But we also want to incentivize them and let them know that it's not if they can buy a house, it's when they will buy that dream home. So we're about helping to make dreams come true, not just for BIPOC homeowners. Fifth Ward has a particular interest in making sure we serve our our legacy residents, which are largely made up of African-Americans and Hispanic and Latino families. So I'm excited about this because this truly is opening new doors for people who have traditionally been left behind. I, I love to hear that. And I want to expound on what you're saying about getting started early. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's it's really important, especially in, in all communities, but it's very important that that children and young adults and young professionals or educated about the way that money works, honestly, and mm -hmm. and taxes and mortgages and, and all of those things. So I, I do appreciate all the financial education. And I, I do think that you're making a huge difference in your area. Um, and we know that you guys do a lot of work with economic development and communi mm -hmm. community revitalization, like we just spoke of. But can you please provide an update on some of your non-housing related activities and your work to revitalize other aspects of Fifth Ward? Sure. Well, let's talk about our Great Opportunity Neighborhood Program, where we take our grassroots leaders and our residents and continue to find and identify ways to empower them, to educate them, and to support their projects and their ideas. So as a partner with the Local Initiative Support Corporation, we're able to do all of that. We have what we call early action projects and early action funding that allows us to take those resources and help some of our smaller individuals as well as nonprofit service providers and organizations and help them bring their dreams to reality. And that's a really exciting initiative. We also do comprehensive planning on behalf of the neighborhood. And so we work with our for-profit and our nonprofit developers and service providers and government to create a comprehensive plan that allows us to see what services are being made available to the neighborhood, what developments are taking place, the impact it will have on community transportation studies, making sure people have access to healthcare and all of those things so that we can figure out where the gaps are. And if we understand where the gaps are and the limitations are, it allows us to either fulfill the responsibility or find partners who are able to do so. 
I already told you how excited I am about our cultural arts district. And coming up in March, we will be celebrating our 11th annual Re Lions Avenue Renaissance Festival. And it's a great time in the community where we close down Lions Avenue and we are host to some 125 vendors. Five performance stage. We just booked Latoya Luckett, a Houston native, to wow. be the headlining performer. But it's an opportunity for us to come together, have a good time, celebrate. But it's also a way of us gauging how we're doing in the community and have some informal conversations and surveys about what the community expects, what its needs are, and how we can begin to make sure that those needs are being addressed. We just completed our bail series uh, in partnership with the Small Business Administration, where we provide training and classes and technical assistance for our small businesses about how they build their uh, bail team. And that's a part of their growing their entrepreneurial spirit, making sure that they've got the right people uh, to help support their endeavors, how they go about hiring an attorney, how they go about uh, looking for legal services, how they work to find lenders and all of those things that people take for granted uh, when starting a new business. They think they're in this alone. Well, there's a great support system and a network of professionals that lend themselves to helping them achieve their dreams relative to their business. We are excited about the chamber we started a couple of years ago, the Fifth Ward uh, Chamber of Commerce, which is now 200 plus members strong here in Fifth Ward and getting ready to celebrate another great annual event where they do an annual golf tournament that support, again, the nonprofits here in Fifth Ward. But they also are busy welcoming new businesses to the uh, community, ensuring that businesses are able to maintain their presence here in the community, but even contributing to identifying those employers who are looking to build their workforce all of those things would help, which help uh, economic mobility for the fifth ward. And so we have our hands in a lot. Thankfully, this year we didn't see a hurricane or anything, but the organization always stands ready to be able to help families prepare and respond to disaster. Uh, and particularly relative to the repair components of disaster recovery. But we stand ready and available to help those families. Uh, and then from an administrative standpoint, we're doing something a little bit different. As an organization with a 35-year tenure and uh, a back office that has supportive services to include marketing and public relations, accounting, and human resources, we actually make those resources available to some of our smaller nonprofits wow. by acting as an administrator and or a physical agent for them to help them build capacity in some cases, but in other cases, to provide a level of savings for them because it doesn't make sense for all of us to invest in these services when we don't really need them on a full-time basis. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that we're doing to help bring this community and our partners and our service provider and even our residents and businesses along the way. You know, something that you, you said really struck me um, because I've lived in, in cities and I won't name them um, uh -huh. that don't put as much thought and comprehensive planning into ensuring the services are made available and the repairs and even the timing and and planning that you guys were talking about for just that specific neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That's that's amazing. I've I've lived in major cities that didn't put that much care into their residents. So I, I really do think that what you guys do shows and and if you ask anyone in the community, they'll they'll definitely echo that. 
Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh, but just to change the subject slightly, um, I want to get to a, a topic that we spend a little bit of time on here at T-Shack, mm-hmm. which is addressing common misconceptions and myths about whether it's affordable housing or homeownership in general. Um, so I want to give you time to address any misconceptions about the work that you do. Well, let me let me first talk about the two things that you grapple with. Home ownership is, you know, one of the things that we've learned. It's probably the resolve that we've applied to all community problems. And I will say that home ownership um, may not necessarily be an opportunity for everyone. And depending on where you are in situational in life uh, and what your income is, home ownership can also be viewed as burdensome. So we need to be careful about how we encourage home ownership and to the level that we do that. Um, it's not the only means of building wealth and assets. And so we have to get beyond that. You know, an education as much as is, is as much of an asset builder as home ownership is, particularly mm-hmm. if it's going to allow you to uh, access higher wage paying job opportunities and things of that nature. Uh, Let me also talk about the negative stigmas associated with affordable housing, uh, because quite frankly, I don't know anyone who does not look for housing affordability. Exactly. And in case you didn't notice, I just flipped the words around and it gave it a very different connotation and a more positive meaning. Because we've placed a negative stigma on affordable housing, people tend to shy away from those two words when used in that context or simply equate affordable housing to voucher housing provided by our local housing authorities and municipalities. And that is such a misconception that it is even a barrier to people's access to gaining uh, housing affordability. So I want to put that away. The other thing that I can think about in terms of the work that we do as nonprofits, people really don't do view our work uh, as something that we should be compensated for. And mm-hmm. I'm often in conversations where I have to remind people that nonprofit is merely a tax status. It has nothing to do with our need to be able to cover our expenditures, make sure that our staff are fairly and equitably paid and that we don't have overhead and that we're not in the business of making money. It's not that we're not in the business of making money. It is what we do with the money that we make, which is reinvested back into our communities and to the work that we're doing. And so that's one of the misconceptions about the work that we do here in Fifth Ward that I'm always finding myself having to clarify. The other thing that I think that we have to uh, make sure that we clarify and understand and recognize as nonprofit service providers in this arena, because the needs are so great, is that we cannot be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. And it's crucially important that we understand our competencies, build on those competencies, and in areas where we are not positioned to address a need, that we engage in strategic and performance-based partnerships that will allow all ships to rise and to ensure that needs are being met throughout the community. Oh, I, I completely agree. And and just to do a, a quick plug um, on that note, TSHAC has a, a website that we maintain um, mm-hmm. That's the Texas Financial Toolbox. So if you were to go to www.texasfinancialtoolbox, we'll list organizations that are nonprofits similar to Fifth Ward um, by just searching the name of your city. And if you live in Texas, 
any uh, organizations that provide any kind of counseling or home buyer education or sometimes just foreclosure prevention or help with utilities, uh, those organizations will pull up because it is important that as nonprofits and, and as people who want to improve their communities that you give people access to those resources because we can't do it all. I personally right. cannot do it all. So we have to make sure we're educating people on where to find those other resources. So thank you very much for bringing that up and and to just sure. go off of what you said. And I apologize, I will be taking this from you. Um, <laughs> I will be saying housing that is affordable for the rest of my life because That's it. That's who looks it. for housing they can't afford, right? right? Everybody looks for housing they can afford. So right. uh, it, it's it's I, I really love the way you put that. Um, OK, <laughs> so overall, I just want to say thank you so much. And I'm having a great time. But unfortunately, we're getting to the end of the interview. Um, so before wow, we, that went fast. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. Uh, so before we wrap up, I'd like to say that Fifth Ward has done amazing work in their community, which is obvious, guys, which is obvious. If you look into it, they've done amazing things. Um, and we believe every community should have or start an organization like yours. Um, we know Fifth Ward is one of the most vibrant communities in Houston and Fifth Ward CRC hosts a ton of events that bring people together. So I know we've talked about the Lions events, um, but do you have any other events coming up that, that you'd like to spotlight? Well, the easiest thing would probably be for me to direct our listeners to our website where they can get on a calendar at www.fifthward, spell it out, F-I-F-T-H-W-A-R-D-C-R-C.org. But we are readying ourselves for the Fifth Ward Annual Festival. We're excited that tonight we'll be sharing and announcing in partnership with Miao Wolf, who we're inviting to the community, their celebrity artist that they will use to attract uh, and help facilitate programming at this new facility that we're welcoming here in Fifth Ward. Uh, twice a month, we have our home buyer education classes. We encourage you to get started. And coming up, we're near the completion of the current cohort, financial cohort, but we will have another cohort that will commence in the spring uh, where you'll get all the financial education and information that you're needed to be successful in terms of budgeted and financing and credit and all of those things. Uh, so stay tuned. We've got a lot going on here in Houston's historic Fifth Ward. And if you're interested in buying a house and like to come by and see us, by all means, check out what we're doing in Fifth Ward. And we've even taken our show on the road. So we'll be building a couple of units in Third Ward for CCPI. So we're equally excited about that opportunity. So stay tuned. We've got more to come. But if you can't find us, just reach out to us at 713-674-0175. Thank you once again for joining us, Kathy. I really do appreciate you joining us today and, and really do appreciate all the insights you have. And for everybody out there, we'll see you next time on the next episode of T-Shacks on the House Podcast.